Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. We are actuaries. In a world filled with unpredictability, we use our math skills to navigate uncertainty. Actuaries make a difference in people's lives across industries and the world. Actuaries have the freedom to work anywhere. And according to U.S. News and World Report, we're the 25th top-paying career. Make an impact as a fact-seeker and a truth-teller. Use your math skills for good as an actuary. The world needs you. Raindrops on roses and whiskers on kittens. Bright copper kettles and warm woolen mittens. Brown paper packages tied up with strings. These are a few of my favorite things. Hi, I'm Rob Schneider. And I'm Kevin David Thomas. And this is Happy Throwback Thursday. It's that time of the week, everybody. <gasps> it's that time of the week. It's the time of the month. It's the time of the year. That's a new song I wrote. I hope you liked oh, it. Oh, it was very energetic, Rob. Thank you. I am energetic yeah. because we are on a quick break from rehearsal. We are. Once again, we're bringing our favorite things to you this week from the rehearsal studios at New York Film Academy, where Rob and I are rehearsing on this lovely Saturday morning. Merrily, we the roll beautiful along. Statue of Liberty. There's a bright golden statue on the Hudson. If you look closely out the window, not only will you see <laughs> Lady Liberty, Rob Twilight as a tour guide uh, on the double-decker buses. Sometimes he's you'll he's a great storyteller. You'll but he... also see a family from Nebraska getting <laughs> mugged. <laughs> As we leave, don't look now. <laughs> it is funny when I'm on like in like your neighborhood or like on the Upper West Side, but like way up, and you'll be on like a hundred and let's say 135th, and you will see those double duck, duck, double decker buses go by with tourists. You can't help but wonder they're like taking pictures of us on the street, taking pictures of us. Like, they know who we, we are. Come look at the they freaks. They know. <laughs> come look at the freaks. Honey, I saw the people from behind the curtain. Broadway's <laughs> living legends. Like, there's there's two things I love. I'll tell you. Number one's the Steelers. Number two's Don Pippen. <laughs> and said no one ever. Said no one ever. ever. Not even me. I I'll mean, tell you, I do. I know what I did on my Sunday. And Rob totally just like <laughs> spread it, like he was like spread his legs, yeah, like he's in the locker room. Meanwhile, speaking of, uh, happy first week of football season. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thanks, Kevin. You didn't know this, but on rehearsal on Thursday night, because we rehearse you guys during the week from 7.30 till 10.30, and open, I know I've lost about <laughs> three quarters of our, our audience, but some of you may know that this Thursday was opening night for football, and I definitely had my phone on my music stand, no. and I was watching the game a little so bit. What? On mute. On mute. So wait, what was the uh, what was the game? Like it's it's national football or college football? Very good. <laughs> the national football league, correct? The NFL, right? That is very good. That's what I think it stands for. I, yeah. I that's why I signed the up. Kansas I, City Chiefs I actually it, beat the New England Patriots, oh. which is actually a big deal because Tom I, Brady's like the golden child, I thought, and yet he won the Super Bowl every season that he, uh, he really? lost the first game. Yeah. Oh, I thought NFL was Nanette February lovers. That's that's why I joined. You know, we don't have a lot of football <laughs> musicals, Mister. Well, no, we've talked about this. We I, have because I think good you news. mentioned this to me last. Oh, we have good Lil, news. And Lil Abner, I feel like he's a football player, but they don't really talk about and it. And there's that much. past the football from Wonderful Town, right? Uh, and that's oh the the Aggies in the in um right in but the really about like I'm sure they talk about it in All American that hit show. Oh yeah, but well, not I don't I can't for a sport that is as famous in the United States, you would think someone would along the way would have been like. 
a football spoof musical to bring all of the the, the dudes in to see theater. There must they try to do that with golf. There's damn Yankees, the baseball hit baseball. musical. I'm just it's just interesting. That is the biggest money making sport run by the NFL mafia, and we don't have any kind of. They are they are like <laughs> wait, wait, they wait. are a private organization. Wait, is it a conspiracy? You're paranoid. Money. Yes. Oh really? my god, the NFL. Oh, Rob. You of all people with your political science degree need to explore the NFL and all their thing with concussions. Am I right? Is anybody with me? I know this is not a sports I love, podcast. I love how you think because I got a political science degree. You know everything. I'm like Bernie Sanders. You know everything. Yelling and you know every single thing. I, let me, oh my gosh. Let me get off my soapbox. I've just I got excited, it. you guys. I love it. My God. So happy first week of football. So happy first week it's of football. It's actually the second week now that this will be posted, but still. And if anybody knows a football musical, send it our way. Another one, yeah. Another, like, maybe there's, because I'm sure there's not one from the international world because they don't they like well they have they the call other it soccer football, which but maybe there's a soccer a soccer yeah. musical Ugarta football that means I think that means <laughs> really? to, that means wow. to play football <laughs> or Ugama Ugama's football oh I thought you were saying like Ugat like you got but no. you're trying to use a bad accent no, you no, were no. actually using correct Spanish yeah. Ugama's football Ugamos. means means we are playing football I'm so impressed thank you Roberto I think that's right oh God I hope I didn't offend anybody. hey uh, they announced another show for this this season this didn't they announce something just recently that's uh, um, uh, well we know. Oh, there was there was a whole bunch that got released this week. Like they were like, yeah, the Imperial Theater is going to be used. Carousel, yes, Did you that's see that what poster. The, yes, that looks really cool. And someone was talking on one of the people I follow on Twitter was mentioning how cool it looks because it looks like it was glued on. You yes, as an old an old look to it, which yeah. tells you. And like we were talking the other the other week, where the logo is the first. Not that's the first thing where I'm like, yes. ooh. Already, my brain is 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 trying to figure out what kind of production this is going to be based on that logo. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited. It looks like a Grecian urn. It does. And you're like, what? Okay. I'm excited. I'm very oh, excited. Oh, yeah. And they announced more casting. I yes. just, that casting is so exciting to me. I to see Renee Fleming, um, Josh Henry. Oh, God. And of course, the Mueller, but still, like, ugh. Would you say, of course, the Mueller? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, just got a whole family. <laughs> the Mueller family. Yeah, they're so. all. Sutton, she went to high school with all of them. And she really, your wife went yeah, to high school. Yeah, with them? she went to, with Abby and Jesse and all all those clowns. Oh my and they're God. like, and they have the, you know, Evanston Township High School had this great theater program for high school. I did not grow. I had a, blessed the, my teacher, and he was wonderful, who taught us music theory and choir. But we didn't have like a real theater director. Did you have that in high school? We did. <laughs> the little smirk on your face just got me good. <laughs> we did. We had a high school drama teacher. His name was Joe Donia. Oh, of course um, he was. And we this is this is a, we had two high schools in our area, and at the same time, they both got a multi million dollar new theatrical complex oh that, that both had to use. No, no, no. That each school got its own. So my Jeez, so California. it was it was very exciting because of the, before that we were all performing like in a drama room with no stage. The old but this had fly space and wing space and dressing rooms and everything. Wow. So. The high school next door, which was Newberry Park High School, where your former Little Night Music colleague Sarah Jean Ford, oh, I love who Jean I grew Ford. up with, she yes. went to um, she went That's to school right. in Newberry Park. They did for their inaugural production, Into the Woods, oh, good where for Sarah them. played the baker's wife. Of course, she did. And we <clears throat> did Mm-mm. the Life and Adventures of Nicholas Nickleby, <laughs> Part One. Because we were going to do part two, <laughs> but Mr. Donia ran out of time oh my to gosh. stage part two. Oh, gosh. 
It's like the only production of that that's ever been done. Yeah. So while the other, we were always jealous Bless of the other school. Him for his, I'm, what other shows did he do? He must have been. Oh, like, it was. We're all, gonna do the utter glory of Morrissey Hall oh, this was, year. We're first doing, of all, no musicals. That was the thing. We never did musicals. Oh, he hated man. musicals. But we did like, um, like I think Alan. They did Alan Akeborn's like communicating <laughs> doors. Um, he asked me if I wanted to direct Absurd Person Singular. Like, I mean, like, really, I mean, off the beaten path stuff. Um, and then eventually, my junior year of high school, he was like, I don't want to direct anymore. Do you want to direct something? And that's really... <laughs> and that's it, how and I that's got started directing. Well, you know, it's a, I, uh, it's a theme that we have on this podcast, but a shout out to the those those directors, those oh, theater yeah. directors in small towns, big towns, you know. Tell yeah. us, <laughs> listeners, are there any, were you a part of any great theatrical shows in those high school years? What oh. shows did you do? I, I'm well, fascinated what was with your these fa- random stuff that people did. What was your favorite role in high school? So I didn't discover performing till later in high school. Sure. But the first one I ever did, ever, ever, was funny thing happened on the way to the forum. I was Hysterium. You were hysteria, you not it. hero. First role ever. Yeah, no. Oh, I bet you were funny. You're oh, lovely. Oh, I camped it up. You better believe it. Yes, I'm it was so much lovely. fun, and I did. And then, and then I was uh, the ru- like the Russian guy in Fiddler on the Roof because every high school has to do Fiddler. Sure. And then I was Danny Zuko in Greece. So we, but he he started out picking like really a sort of I mean, forums. It's obscure-ish for high yeah, school. Yeah, but no, but I think that's wonderful. He wanted to do She Loves Me, but it wasn't popular enough. Oh. This is the 90s. Yeah. Oh, no. We, we were doing the real pretentious stuff that nobody well, wanted. Well, you're from a bigger town. Oh. I'm from Elmira, New York. That but was you, know, like, you, you know, know what we did do? We did Getting Away with Murder. We were the first... The Sondheim play? The first school production... <laughs> of course. ...of, doing, of, get, of Sondheim's Getting Away with That's Murder. That's insane. Yeah, we were that. I'm trying to think, my favorite role in high school, this was horrible. I, he ca- I'm so wrong for this, but he cast me as Benedict in Much Ado About Nothing. Look at you. And he said, I remember, I'll never forget this group note session where he was like, none of you guys know how to do Shakespeare. He goes, even Rob doesn't know how to do Shakespeare, but at least he keeps talking until he gets a laugh. (laughs) Kind of like life. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. Uh, So true. I'm kidding. That was the most awkward. And we put back our glasses. Benedict you've ever seen in your life. Um, It was, uh, I'm trying to think, yeah, was that my favorite role in high school? No, I also cast myself... um, (laughs) In The Good Doctor. That was what I used to like doing. I used to like directing, but casting myself in the leads. Nice. Because who else is going to do it, right? To. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, going back to Fiddler on the Roof, you said every high school does Fiddler on the Roof. I feel like every high school does. No. Our high school not only did not do Fiddler on the Roof, oh? they did a medley in choir. And at the beginning, there was a section where the guy comes out and goes, uh, Fiddler like does Tevye's monologue at the like, beginning. Sounds crazy, no? And I was like, I'm perfect for this. Of us in our little village of Because I was sitting in choir, and I never got to sing. I just lip-synced all the time what? because I couldn't sing. Because so you wanted everything down the octave. Everything down Robert the octave. Goulet. Yeah, I wanted down the well, well, And we're not going to do Kyrie Lazy on, like, you know, <laughs> Goulet style. Um, but I was like, I really want to sing this. And the choir teacher was like, no, it's going to Dan Birch. And Dan Birch was like the waspiest Dan church going kid you ever saw in hair on his head, you know. And I'm like, (laughs) yes, hair on his head. But no, and I was like, I'm sorry, I'm Tevya. You're giving it to this skinny little guy over here who's wearing Tevya about him. Jeez, please, Tevya goes to the Episcopal Church. Please, I'm not having that. Yes. But you've gotten over it, right, Rob? No. Who the <laughs> hell are you to talk to me like that? <laughs> Mr. Birch. So, uh, Dan Birch, I swear to God, if I see you on the street, reunion, I'll beat the push shit him out, out of the way. <laughs> Sounds crazy. No. <laughs> Just going to be saying that as I pummel him to death. Sunrise! Sunset! <laughs> but I'm over it. Oh, I'm over it. I'm happy. Couldn't even be Spritzel or whatever the name. What's your name? Schnitzel? Spritzel? Spritzel? Seidel? Seidel? Spritzel? No. I don't know. Spritzel? Yeah, isn't, isn't there a Spritzel in there? Yes, there is. Can I have a Spritzel <laughs> seltzer, please? Um, oh, very quickly, an addendum to last week. I'm so sorry. We uh, talked about the great Ralph Burns. 
And I totally forgot to mention one of his great orchestrations. That was Funny Girl. Yeah, I got chastised on. I'm sorry Twitter. about that, guys. No, it's okay. I'm really sorry. Have, That's my I fault. Have I should have. I should have mentioned that. But these orchestrators, they wrote so many. I, I was listening to another great orchestrator the other day, Hershey K, who did you know West Side Story. Oh sure. Oh my gosh. Oh, all the good ones. So anyway. Mm. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in business into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. Uh, favorite things. Favorite things. Hey. Who wants to go first? Um, I've got it in my hand. I've got. I think this is an interesting one. So this has come up a couple times in the last two weeks, and I'd already, to be fair, I'd already ah, planned on this good. being my favorite thing. The I Viagra's knew working. My <laughs> I knew that the wow. I knew that. I this love those jokes from 1997. I was, <laughs> really, <laughs> I'm 37. Um, but yeah, so uh, this guy, this we we just recently lost uh, this orchestrator, uh, and he was connected. He was most famously connected with my favorite thing for this 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 week. Mm. Um, this is I'm going to say uh, my favorite thing is not the production because I can I I don't know what this production was like, but it was a revival and it was a recording of a revival. It's been talked about. We talked about it with Michael Levine, which will be released this week, and you'll hear him talk about it, because it was his first Broadway musical he ever saw. Wait. Are we it talking was, about the original or the revival? This is a revival, favorite? but it was in a very original revival from the 70s. The revival first, from the 70s. First revival, two of this musical. Hit musical. <sighs> Hit musical, first revival, but it was special. Is it No No Nanette? It is not No No Nanette. What the hell is it? It's from 1976. Ran a nice, healthy 239 performances. But again, it was a little special, but definitely reflected the times. The magic show? No. But in this time, you had shows like, another hint, you had had a new kind of audience coming to the theater, paying money, a lot of good money to go see shows at the theater, like The Wiz, Bubba and Brock Sugar, Raisin, Pearly. Oh, this is, is this the Guys and Dolls revival? Correct. With an all-black cast. The all-black, all they bl- build this as the all-black Guys and Dolls. It wasn't like they like recast it like the original Hello, Dolly! with Pearl Bailey and all them and then just inserted them. This was a whole new production that was fully arranged and orchestrated to sort of uh, reflect the 70s. Let's, a, a hint, there was lots of disco in the music. Um, but it's, it is a... Fascinating listen uh, if you are familiar with, of course, the original Guys and Dolls. Um, do you know, very quickly, do you know that I always make my students listen 
to if uh, this. Re- I think it's Ernestine Jackson doing. Sure. If I were a bell, we have to talk to her. Oh, okay. oh, de- oh, we've. Ar- I've already reached out to her. You did? Yeah. Oh, fantastic. Because she's, oh. she's still around. She's, she's still around. Yeah, oh, yeah. I'm so sorry. I was. I was interrupting. Oh no. But I literally make my a, students listen to If I it. Were a Bell. Okay, great. It's it's insane what she does great. with that song. I'll be quiet. Uh, no, no, no. I love it. Um. So yeah, you have all of the original songs from Guys and Dolls, as we all know and love. However, this wonderful man named Danny Holgate, who recently just passed away about a week and a half ago. Yeah. Yeah, the, he he was the music you know ranger and music director of UB and Bubble and Brown Sugar from the 1970s. Um, he also had the help of Horace uh, Horace Ott, but I think Danny Holgate was really responsible for for a lot mm. of these arrangements. Um, so what can I say about? We, so let's take the song that you're talking about. If I were a bell, and everyone knows the context of this song. They're going to Havana, Sky and Sarah, um, and she's bottled up and tight-lipped and you know conservative. And after one Dolce de Leche drink, she loosens up a bit. And she's uh, she sings this really fun song that I find is a deceptively difficult song because you have to play drunk, but the innocence and also exploring, and then it's kind of a list song. So you have to like do the two verses and make it feel like yes. I'm not like hearing the second verse and I'm like yes, oh my god, why are you still singing? But this woman, Ernestine Jackson, who's so incredible in this has this crazy soprano. She was in Raisin. Uh, she was Irene Malloy in the um, the all black um, Pearl Bailey Hello Dolly. But um, her voice is sick because not only can she sing like high soprano. When she sings I'll Know, she sings it ex- straight up legit how you would sing it. You know, there was no change in that arrangement. Um, except oh, yeah. when he starts singing, it starts changing. But and if if I were a bell, she's giving you full out belt mix, like she's screaming these notes. But yet you buy it, you believe that this woman is experiencing this exciting thing for the first time of her life. What what is why why do you give it to students? I give it to students to show them that there's not one right way of doing things, and that you can have you can make choices. Because usually what I do is, is I play for them the original, then I play the revival. And they're not, I mean, Josie DeGuzman and um, Isabel Bigley's, they're not that different. Truth. But then I'm like, I want you to listen to Ernestine Jackson's, and their faces light up and their eyes light up, because yes, I know the orchestrations are different, but the choices that she's making, she's making the song her own, and I'm saying oh, to my students, there's, so nothing, there's nothing that says you can't do that as well. Because mm-hmm. I think so many times a lot of performers, especially students, have an idea for a choice, but then they go, well, that's not how... Idina Menzel sang it, or that's, that's what I not heard on how... the cast recording. Yes, and so I, th- but I think it's, stu- I don't think it's beneficial to negate your choices and to stop them. So anyway, I just listen to them because I think it's also good for them to hear a fun way of going into the material. Yeah. Oh, uh, agreed. Yeah, and but I love this recording. Version. I think is uh, you and you can go on Amazon or whatever, and, and there are definitely purists who do not want to hear Guys and Dolls with a disco beat at all. And it's not like listening to the Ethel Merman disco album, friends. I mean, you do get a lot of these songs in the way they are done, but I think it's a fun remake of these songs. The minute you hear the overture and you hear like, but it's so good. It's fun. I literally sit up in my my subway seat and I'm listening as I'm listening and it makes my day happier. Some other happy moments in this, um, I'll know is just like croony and silly. Um, Bushel and a Peck is like very uh, Motown and speaking of Motown, Mm -hmm. nobody wanted to record this this album for this show. What? So at the time, even though it it was a pretty big 
it was a pretty good hit. I mean, it wasn't the the, the notices were pretty good, but they 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 knew that they should record this, especially with all these new arrangements. Nobody, none of the traditional p- places wanted to. Motown Records stepped in, of course, and Motown Records recorded this album, and that's why so much of the album has this has a Motown sound to it, like Bush and Lena Peck. It sounds like Bush and Lena Peck, but if it were done with like in the Motown era, which is really exciting. If I Rebel has a uh, the uh, I you gotta love. He sings my time of day, and it's it's a great rendition. And then he goes into <laughs> here it goes. I know what you're gonna do, and I love it. I've never, and as soon as he hits, never been in love before. It's like I. It's so it makes me giggle because it's so off putting but exciting at the I'm same gonna, time. I'm gonna say something. I'm gonna go on record. This is actually Uh-oh, my favorite Rob recording. Of guys and dolls I've ever heard. Really? Yep. I love it. Uh, one last, one last. I, I think it's so true. Well, what's his Robert? How do you say his name? Guillaume. Oh, Robert Guillaume. Yeah. Right. He plays now the non-singing role of Nathan Detroit. But when he sings "Sumi," he sings the shit out of it. You know, it's oh. the only time you'd be like "Sum," but but you. It's not. It's it's sung, not oversung, but you get the dramatic importance of what he's saying with how he sings it. Oh, I've yeah. never heard that before. I've never heard it done. Like Robert that. Guillaume, for our listeners, if you don't know the name, you know his face. He was on Benson. He was the lead on Benson with former guest Louis Stadlin. Mm-hmm. He was Benson on the TV show Soap, and he was the first African American Phantom. Uh, when they took the show to Los Angeles, that I did not know. He was, if I understand the story correctly, he was supposed to play it on Broadway, and that did not happen. But he p- opened it up in L.A., and so he was the first African American person to wow. play Phantom. I know Norm Lewis was the first, I think, to play it on, on the Broadway. B-way, yeah. Do you know who wanted to play the Phantom after Michael Crawford, but got sick and couldn't do it? Uh, no. Sammy Davis Jr. I was going to say that, and then I thought, no, Kevin, that's no, no way that it Sammy could be. Sammy Davis Jr. wanted to play the Phantom. Can you imagine? He's like, I want to reorchestrate it at all. <laughs> oh, I think I think that would have been fabulous. Oh, yeah. He put a put right. a swing to it, you know. Oh, you think he's going to put a swing? Yeah. Not time, doll. Not time. Christine. Shopping. Christine, baby. <laughs> oh, God. Let um, your so, spirit soar, so, man. <laughs> So other things to listen to when you listen to this album, um, Luck Be a Lady. Uh, mm. I want to just say enjoy those congos as soon as he's like, the best that I can do is pray. And it's like, luck be a lady tonight. So good. And then, of course, the, the, I think the one of the best, the highlights of this album is uh, Ken Page singing Sit Down, You're Rockin' the Road. <gasps> the um, great Ken Page. The great Ken, who, again, another person we should put on our list of people that we would like to talk to. An offer's been uh, made. Oh, good. Oh, see, Rob, you were on it. Uh, but Mr. Ken Page, who's been around forever, what a great, great uh, performer, what a career. Old he Deuteronomy. Sings, uh, truly, yeah. And he sings, he sings Sit Down, You Rock on the Boat in the true gospel style. And yes, those of us who remember the revival most recently and, and Titus singing it, um, this is a different kind of gospel version. And the ending is, is just fascinating on its own. So I encourage you to go out and take a listen to this, Guys and Dolls, because it is a completely original version and original take of this first revival of a Broadway musical. Amazing. And I know it's available on Apple Music. There it is. So, I know and I, I know it's, you know, maybe on Spotify yes. and stuff. Um yeah, so anyone can whistle. No. Everyone should listen to <laughs> This beautiful, beautiful recording yeah, of fun. Guys and Dolls. And so let's celebrate really Mr. Holgate's work since yeah. he's no longer with Sorry. us. Sorry. Sorry, Mr. I wish Holgate. we got to talk to him. God, but it's so beautiful and so brilliant. Yeah, All it's right. fun. What a great choice, Kevin. I'm Thank so you. excited by that. Fun. Everyone started talking about it the last three weeks, and I couldn't believe it came up so much. So it's, yeah. it's fun. What is your favorite thing, Robert? Okay. So this is interesting. This is an article. 
Oh. An article. It's not even like a, a musical, but it's an article. So as you know, last week we had on the great Peter Felicia, mm-hmm. who uh, came and talked about the 2017-2018 theatrical season. Correct. But one of the things that I was mentioning to Peter, this was really, really important to me growing up, was Peter used to write for a whole bunch of online publications. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of them was a, he created this article, and the article was called, and I'm pulling it up here, the article was called The 100 Greatest Broadway Musical Episodes. That was the article. Once again, it's called The 100 Greatest Broadway Musical Episodes. I have the article here in front of me. Let me read to you the beginning of the article, if I may. This article really had a lasting impact on your life, I feel. A reading from the Book of Felicia. (laughs) (laughs) Chapter one. (laughs) Chapter one, verse one. And Peter said to the show queens, come, listen to Donnybrook. It offers great things. It does. But nevertheless, (laughs) say anything might be better. A reading from P- Peter Felicia. <laughs> Thank you. That's your son. That's your son. You're killing me. So it was called the 100 Greatest Broadway Musical Episodes, and the you'd like that <laughs> Kevin is still laughing. Then yeah, the book of Felicia. A reading of from Felicia to Ken Mandelbaum. <laughs> and yay, Peter said, "Come to the Cosmic Diner, and we will discuss who was the best Sally Durant in Follies. Was it Barbara Cook?" Or Dorothy Collins. And nay, the show queen said no. It'll be Imelda Staunton. And yay, they rejoiced and had matzo soup that was a little too hot. Thank you. <laughs> a reading? Oh, I love a reading from a book of uh, the show. Oh, God. So anyway, I hope some of you get it. Oh, I hope some of you so get anyway, it. So anyway, um, so he had this article, The 100 Greatest Broadway Musical Episodes. And the way um, he started off, he said, did you see the recent issue of TV Guide that shows you how old? this article is well, uh, listing the yeah the 100 greatest episodes of all time Mary Tyler Moore's Chuckle Bites the Dust finished first while Lucy's Vita Vita Vegemin was second and so it went blah 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 so what he said was um, that he's defined an episode as an incident scene etc within a narrative so he defined an episode in a musical as a song scene or even a line of dialogue and what he created was the 100 greatest musical episodes in musical theater. Now, this is from 1998, 1997, I believe. And why was it so important to me? Because I was just beginning to discover my passion for musical theater history. And there were things on here I did not know, so I made it my list, my, my job to go out and buy the CD or check off so I knew exactly what he was talking about. So I'm going to breeze through these really quickly. He writes very long descriptions. Um, and this is online. This article can be found no, online? No, you can't find it online anymore. How on earth do you so have this? I wrote to Peter, and I said, do you still have that article? Would you send it to me? Because mine's back in Los Angeles. He said, absolutely. And I said, Peter, I said, I have a favor to ask you, as if I don't ask you for enough favors. This is a 20-year-old article. Can you update it to include right. the, the um, incidents? And we put them on the record. And we put them on the record. So, he, so here's what he wrote. He'll let us post this. I wonder if he. I wonder if he will. And I don't know how how we would post. Maybe on Twitter or Facebook or something. Yeah. Facebook. Okay, I'm gonna re- zip through them really quickly. Are you ready? Go. And let's see which ones are not on there that you want to be on there. Maybe ones from night after 1997 that we should have added. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Here we go. According to Peter Felicia, the 100 greatest episodes. In musical theater history, we're going to go from 100 to number one. 100. The nude scene from Hair. The onstage musicians from No Strings. 
Josh gives into adulthood from big. Happy to make your acquaintance from the most happy fella. Phantom of the Opera from Phantom of the Opera. Applause from Applause. Our Time from Merrily. Girl, You're a Woman from Whorehouse. Ben Franklin Envisions American Independence from Ben Franklin and Paris. That's pushing what? it a little bit. Night Letter from Two Gentlemen of Verona. The Between Engagements in Two Different Cities, The Dreams Change Costumes from Dream Girls. That's kind of cool. Barcelona from Company. Put on your Sunday clothes from Hello, Dolly. I Ain't Down Yet from the unsinkable Molly Brown. Magic to Do from Pippin. Charity Hides in the Closet from Sweet Charity. <laughs> Tevia's Dream from Fiddler. And number 83 here, the two most glorious words in the English language, the quote from 42nd Street. Hooray for our favorite son from Will Rogers. Famous feet from a day in Hollywood. One hand, one heart from West Side Story. No time at all from Pippin. So long, dearie from Hello, Dolly. Tchaikovsky from Lady in the Dark. The Saga of Jenny from Lady in the Dark. Rock Island Line from The Music Man. The Happy Crowd at Model and Zeidel's House and Fiddler. Hey, look me over from Wildcat. Someone in a Tree from Pacific Overtures. Deep Down Inside from Little Night Music. Uh, night music from little me that's a cut song from you know when petra realizes something's going on down there uh apology from keen 76 trombones from the music man um sweet sweeney sings joanna from sweeney todd if i were a rich man she's a nut from on the 20th century it's a simple little system from bells are ringing does anyone still wear a hat the line from company look i made a hat where there never was a hat from sunday uh what elephant from Jumbo with Jimmy Durante. Big Spender from Sweet Charity. A Little Priest from Sweeney Todd. Paul's Monologue from A Chorus Line. Getting Married Today from Company. Wilkes-Barre PA from Tovarich. We know that one very well. <laughs> on the 20th Century from On the 20th Century. Bosom Buddies from Mame. A Weekend in the Country from A Little Night Music. Oh, yeah. Um, the Garden of Eden Ballet from Can Can. People from Funny Girl. The Scene Changes in Me and Juliet. And number 50, the Sadie Hawkins Ballet from Little Abner. Yes, there are 50 more, but I will discuss them with you next week for our favorite things. So let's talk about these first 50 that I named for you. What do you think so far, Kev? I love that there was a Keen reference. Uh, I mean, they're obviously the 50 below are going to be probably like Rose's turn and all of that. So I won't, fit, I won't discuss the ones that are not Is there included. anything you don't want on that list? I saw, I, I saw the you Benjamin grimace. Benjamin Franklin one, I need to know a little more. Mm. I was like, mm, mm. really? Mm. Is it the song that Jerry Herman wrote for Ben Franklin in Paris? See, I think the, I love, I like the list, but the two most glorious words in the English language. That's great. That's up there. I think that's got to be, be higher on higher. the list. I agree with that's you. That's got to be ranked higher. Whenever Peter. that's done in forty seconds, I feel like the audience loses it. I'm always, I, I'm always like, I know musical comedy. I literally burst into tears. Yeah. So anyway, this Isn't list he just, doesn't, he, doesn't Charlie say that in Merrily too. Uh, or no, no, he doesn't. Musicals no. can change the world. Yes, that's what it is. Yeah, ideas yeah. are important. Yep. Um, I, uh, I'm obsessed with this list, and I, and like I said, it was really important to me because it was at a time when I was trying to discover musical theater, and I needed like guideposts to go to. Yeah, and this list was my guidepost. Um, and like I said, I really hope Peter updates it because I'm trying to think tw in the 20 years since, like, what else? You know, no spoiler alert. Like, is it finding out that Gabe is dead? In next to normal, is what? what, what Not from, for me. What, <laughs> I wish I found that out at the start of the show. <laughs> Sorry. If Gabe's dead, then he's just like this audience. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no offense, Gabe. Um, is it? Is the it the set from uh, High Fidelity? The High, which was actually pretty. Impressive. It was an amazing. Set. The high Fidelity set. Although, and I think the greatest record store on earth is one of the best opening numbers. I love it. I think um, that's a fantastic. That show 
robbed. You can't stop the beat. What yeah. else? Uh, stuff from Hamilton's oh, Ring of geez. Keys. Are you from kidding Bonham. me? Yeah. So there's a whole bunch. So anyway, we'll talk more about the next 50 next week. And if you heard anything on the list that you were like, oh, why is that on there? That should be moved higher. Tweet at us. Let's let talk us about know. It. And then also talk to us about this Guys and Dolls Guys, revival. please listen to it. It is so wacky and fun. But so good. But so good. All right. We'll see you all next week. Bye. Bye. Raindrops on roses and whiskers on kittens. Bright copper kettles and warm woolen mittens. Brown paper packages tied up with strings. These are a few of my favorite things. These are a few of my favorite things. Have you ever wondered how your favorite performer actually feels? Well, here's your chance. Welcome to The Quiet Part Out Loud with me, Bobby Steggert, Broadway actor and now a therapist to a whole host of Broadway creatives. Part interview, part therapy, this is not your typical podcast. We'll go right to the heart of things with some of your favorite artists, what they still struggle with, what lessons they've learned, what they haven't figured out yet. There's enormous power in saying the quiet part out loud. Are you listening? Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.